Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas and Caballeros. And welcome back to another Leaving the Ring Radio uh, special edition. I haven't done one of these in a long time, man, where I uh, come on and talk, uh, do a post uh, thoughts on a fight that has happened. I don't know how long it's been. I think it's been like two, three years maybe, or even longer. But anyways, I thought I'd do one because I didn't do a show this week. And I figured, well, I got the itch. I might as well come on. I just finished watching David Lemieux be out boxed by Billy Joe Saunders. They fought for the WBO World Middleweight title. Uh, BJ goes to 25, undefeated. And Lemieux, well, he stays at uh, 38 wins with 30, 33 KOs, but now he has uh, four defeats on his record, not three anymore. Now, you know, I tell you what, I didn't watch. I'm not going to talk about the other undercards or something like that because really strictly this is what I wanted to do was come on here and give you my thoughts and what I think should happen next. Um, what I witnessed and what I think should be in the future set for both of these men, because I think there's a lot here to be done. Um, a lot of us wrote off BJ Saunders because inactivity and Lemieux, you know, was this big, strong middleweight. And if, and if he touches you, a lot of the times you're going to, you know, a lot of times you're going to crumble, you know, uh, not everybody's made like a triple G. Not everybody can move, cut the ring off, use the jab. Uh, he's got good, decent power. I mean, good, he's got good power. It's going to keep you at bay. But BJ Saunders went out there, and he, out, he used his footwork. Uh, he did something that was kind of similar to what we saw this past Saturday with, uh, with uh, uh, Lomachenko and Rigondeau. The only thing difference is uh, David Lemieux never, never gave up in the fight. He kept going, even though in, in, the, in the interview after on HBO, he did mention some hand injury. Well, you know, and a couple of folks were kind of texting me that. They're like, how are these guys getting hand injuries and stuff? You know, well, you know, I guess the air is pretty thick there in the ring. So let's get down to it here. What I witnessed. And I'll start patching in fight fans here because I see the phone lines are starting to stack up really quick here on the line. I mean, we got to give kudos to BJ Saunders. OK, this guy talks a lot of crap. He goes out there and he gets in the head of his opponents. He gets, you know, he 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 kind of basically just gets right in their face. He dogs them out, and then he gets in the ring and he pretty much dogs you out again. You know, at one point uh, on the sixth round. But even before I get that, when I win this with David Lemieux, and I stuck to my prediction, um, I had said David Lemieux by ninth round TKO or KO. Because I figured uh, B.J. Saunders was going to take the early rounds. I, I figured that he was going to do pretty much what we've seen him, try to box. But I thought that the pressure that Dave Lemieux was going to bring, and at least the power, you know, being able to touch his arms or maybe even his hip or his waist, or whatever he can land on, would probably slow him down in those later rounds. And then eventually, uh, B.J. Saunders would have been a little too overconfident and decide to trade with Dave Lemieux and uh, then get caught. And get taken out of there, okay? So no disrespect to David, uh, to uh, B.J. Saunders. I just thought, figured that could be the possible route, okay? I didn't take out the equation that B.J. Saunders could go out there and box his ass off and, and make uh, David Lemieux look like he didn't belong in the ring with them, right? But I, I kind of put that in the back burner. 
You know, I, I just figured, now nah, he's going to slow down. He's going to be on that bicycle for a while, and he's going to have a big, strong middleweight come at him with, with a lot of power, okay, and a lot of determination. David Lemieux was coming off of, uh, you know, uh, of, of some, you know, some wins. So the wheel was spinning with David Lemieux. So I know a lot of folks were – I know a lot of U.K. fans were picking uh, B.J. Strong, and absolutely so. I mean, I figured they would, right? So then what happened was, I think on the sixth round, we saw David Lemieux get rocked. He was getting caught a lot, and he was huffing and puffing. Even before that, with the weigh-in, I mean, he looked drained. He looked so drained that I was even, like, kind of rethinking my decision of, of picking him. Because I was like, God damn, dude, he does not look good at all. A big gust of wind comes by. This guy's going to flop over. So he goes in there, and even from the first and the second round, you could see that David Lemieux looked, you know, he just looked slow. I mean, he's not the fastest dude in the world unless you're in front of him, but he looked really slow. And it had a lot to do with, you know, I, either the weight was a problem is in his camp. I'm making, not making excuses for him. But, you know, because in all reality, B.J. Saunders had a big part of making him look shitty, right? But then the sixth round comes around, and I swear to you, I, when, when B.J. Saunders decided to let his hands go and stand and trade and, and hold his ground – I was going, oh, shit. We're seeing Rubio all over again. David's mouth is hanging open. He's breathing hard. He's getting clipped, and his legs look shot. His legs look like they're ready to call it quits and go home. But the heart of Lemieux stayed in the fight, kept going, and, you know, it just kind of seemed like a repeat of every single round. I think the 11th round, I think it was the 10th or 11th round, you saw Dave starting to, you know, kind of get desperate and did land some pretty decent shots, but they weren't enough to rock or hurt. B.J. Saunders. So we got e- I got an E-Crow. I don't know if anybody's going to call in and, 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 and celebrate that they, they made their pick with B.J. Saunders, but I did see a lot of people going with David Lemieux. So I definitely got an E-Crow. Got to give props to B.J. Saunders because he went out there, didn't make it a stinker. Um, he fought his ass off. He used the footwork. He used the ring. What's, I got to say, you know, uh, Gabriel Matoy even texted me. He's like, dude, is this ring huge or is it just me? And I'm like, it is, it's massive. So there was a good play there for, uh, for B.J. Saunders. He was able to use every little inch and square footage of and took advantage of it. And when he decided, he, when he did decide to stop and trade with David Lemieux, it was at the right time and right moments. He timed everything perfect. He saw that Lemieux was tired. He saw that he was sluggish. Uh, his punches didn't have a real good snap. So he was able to risk certain moments. He knew that the momentum was always going to be on his side because Lemieux just didn't seem to be in the fight. He had the dog in him to keep biting, but fortunately, he's not a pet, he wasn't a pet bull in this one. You know, he couldn't clinch. He couldn't clinch on a B.J. Saunders. So that being said, we saw the victory, rightfully so. The uh, WBO strap stayed around the waist of B.J. Saunders. So let's, let's pass in some fight fans, and then we'll get a little bit of, of what I think should happen next for both men. Uh, let's go with uh, let's go with area code five seven zero. You're on live right now and leaving the ring, man. What's on your mind? <clears throat> hey, I just want to say uh, tonight was a good fight, and I, I I was one of the guys that picked Saunders for the tenth round, though. That was my pick. There you uh, go. I seen man, him fight. Good be- pick. Yeah, yeah, I seen him fight before. I know he has that. Not comparing him to Ali in any form, but he has that style. Like he gets in, he's got a pretty quick jab, and he knows how to uh, move around. And I knew uh, Lemieux doesn't have the endurance. To go later on, I'm shocked that really Saunders how he kept that going for the late I'm fight. I'm shocked too. So 
he, he never looked tired, man. I mean, he, he just kept a, a nice, steady pace. But you know what, too? When, when, you, when you're able to, to make a guy slow down when he's trying to be aggressive and you're able to kind of just keep your pace and breathe correctly, you, you can probably go all night, you know? And I think that was B.J. Saunders' whole strategy was he knew that he had a guy that was one-dimensional. He was going to come always in one direction. So he didn't have to worry about, you know, being trapped or the ring being cut off. He was going to be able to dictate it like a Manador. And he, he, looked, he looked great. He did. <clears throat> he did, and I agree. You know, a lot of people don't style, but I do. And I like it against an aggressive style like uh, Lemuel, because like you said, he's just a one-dimensional fighter, the perfect style for a guy like that. Um, I don't know how it would be against GGG, but I think he's in the decline. I, I, I think he would – that's, to me, is, is the best fight for him next because nothing against – Danny Jacobs, but for him in the UK, bringing if he could bring GGG over there, I mean, with that fan base, it'd be kind of like a Super Bowl atmosphere over that, and I think the Probably, money, yeah, yeah, would be perfect yeah. for GGG. Absolutely. I mean, if they cannot figure out the negotiation, which I've, I've been hearing, it's really close of it being, you know, uh, um, signed and delivered on both parts. The only thing they're left, I believe, is trying to find the right venue to hold the fight between Canelo and Triple G. The, the, the obvious choice would be BJ, BJ Saunders. You know, I'm not even sure if BJ I, Saunders is going to want Danny Jacobs, though, at this moment. You know what I mean? I mean, why, why go after a really tall, big uh, boxer-puncher uh, style? I mean, I, I think he would probably go a different route or maybe even sit it out and wait. The money's there I, for I him. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree, and I think it's perfect for him and it's right especially with the fan base that would love to see him fight ggg over there i think it'd be too dangerous for him to fight danny jacobs especially with the, the comparison of money between him and ggg so the smart absolutely, fight would be yeah. for him I, that's, it's gonna that's piss off absolutely. the fans though it's gonna piss the right. fans it, off because you know they want to see him fight next you know they don't want to see him sit out i mean a lot of times when fighters have a big moment that they want you know fight fans want that momentum you know what I mean? They, they, we, we always forget that boxing is still a business. We don't want to hear that, but the truth is there. It's still a business. These guys got to make a living, and they got to make, make the right choices, and fighters are getting smarter about that. You're absolutely 100% correct. <clears throat> absolutely. For a fight fan, sure, do you love to see him fight Danny Jacobs, but for the business aspect for him, I wouldn't blame him for sitting out waiting for GGG. That would be definitely the smartest move for, for definitely for him. <clears throat> absolutely, brother. Hey, man, um, Thank you for calling in. I'm going to take another caller. I appreciate it. Stay on hold. Absolutely. Okay? Hey, have a good night. You too, brother. <clears throat> you know, I mean, I think the other obvious choice for BJ Saunders at the moment would be Demetrius Andre, who was supposedly there ringside. But, but when it comes to money-wise, is he the, is he the right choice? You know, um, it's a competitive fight. I think fight fans can, can probably be divided. You know, uh, Demetrius is, is a solid, talented – he's a talented fighter. Um, he's still got a lot of proof in the ring. But when, when you just dismantled a power puncher, and probably I, I would have to say the third most popular middleweight right there out there right now in, 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 in the boxing world. I mean, there's, you can argue about the Charlos and all that, but we're, we're – you know, in Canada, he's one of the most popular guys there, right? Uh, B.J. Saunders probably and, and Frank Warner are going to say, you know what, we're going we're gonna to pump the brakes a little bit. Let's hold on just for a moment, and let's see what goes, what happens between Canelo and Triple G, which is being mentioned to happen in Cinco de Mayo. 
which is now realistically six months away. Not that far off, you know, but let's pass another fight fan here on Leaving the Ring. Let's talk some boxing. Let's see if somebody wants to celebrate their pick or eat their crow. Here, uh, 209, you're on live right now on Leaving Ring. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, um, I just want to talk about the fight. Um, Go for it, brother. Man, uh, uh, Saunders look good, dude. Saunders look pretty good. Um, there are two <laughs> yeah. different levels. Out there. Yeah, uh, there are two different levels. I mean, I mean, the Muse just couldn't catch him, couldn't land anything. I mean, couldn't do nothing with him. I mean, really. Hey, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because yeah. Lemieux is a small middleweight, and he's recorded as five eight. Let me ask you, bro. Did he look small to you? I mean, I don't know. My, maybe my eyes are getting too old, but I saw a little guy trying to catch a guy that was flirt and had great movement. His short feet just didn't seem to be able to take that extra half step to play catch up to B.J. Saunders. It was almost like B.J. kind of knew, you know, like he knew exactly what was going to be thrown and how how, how uh, David Lemieux was going to step forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he, he did look a little bit smaller out there. Uh, but, but you know, I'll be honest, this is the first time I saw Saunders fight. I mean, him being from the U.K., he fights at, what, 1 o'clock in the afternoon over here? This is like yeah, the very so, first yeah. time I saw him fight. So, you know, I didn't really know what to expect from him. You know, but but I've heard of him, and uh, you know, I, I'm just curious. I mean, he uh, he pretty much outboxed the Mew. I mean, he pretty much outclassed him. So why hasn't he uh, uh, faced Triple G? I mean, I think I think he can give Triple G a run for his money. Not so much knock him out, but I mean, his boxing skills. I mean, they're pretty good. They're pretty decent. Well, you, you know, you know I, different yeah. animals. Different animals always have to be tamed different ways, and I think that would be the argument. I think fans want to see now B.J. Saunders because it is a fight that's been built up. It is a fight that has been talked about. Uh, it was a fight that was mentioned and probably even um, 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 you know, offered, but I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, it was either both parties or one party couldn't come to agreement on money. You know, now though, oh, yeah. with, with the dismantle that BJ Saunders showed, it, it I think it's a high demand. But again, the 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 fans and even the casual fans still are stained in their mind the draw that happened between Canelo uh, Canelo Alvarez and Gennady Golovkin. They they want to see the repeat to finally get the label of who was the winner, uh, you know, once and for all. So I think BJ Saunders got to stay on those sidelines. And, and figure out what he's going to do next. But I think he's in the right position right now to stay on the sidelines and figure it out. Because, like I said, getting in with Danny Jacobs is a high risk. But it is a risk that a lot of us love to see fighters do. You know who I would like to see uh, Daniel Jacobs uh, paired up with is Lemieux. I mean, that would be a good undercard for uh, Canelo Triple G. I mean, you know, you know, just in my own personal opinion. Um, I, I but, think so, but, too. But, but I, yeah, but but you know what? I'm actually impressed with Saunders. I mean, I mean, you're right, dude. He he, every step he took, I mean, Lemieux was like two steps behind. I mean, wow. I, I'm I'm speechless right now. You know, at the at the <laughs> boxing class I saw. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I think everybody was because I was like, okay, he. You know what? I, look, I knew that Saunders had. Real boxing skills. There was nothing you can't take away the guy. He's a champion for a reason, okay? But I was like, look, he hasn't really, you know, the class of fighters he's fought 
are not the A-level that you would think, okay? Now, I'm not saying Lemieux's an A-level guy. You know, he's a solid B-level slugger puncher. If you're matching with yeah. the right guy and the guy stands in front of you, you know, 9 out of 10, Lemieux's going to take you out of there, okay? So that was the big question that I have had over Saunders. How well was he going to box? How long was he going to box? And it was his temperament and was the pride going to finally kick in and make him stay there too long and a little too late to wait for the receipt and he was going to get paid out. But guess what? He didn't do it. He actually dictated the pace, great ring ownership. Um, he, every time Lemieux jabbed, he jabbed over Lemieux's jab, which made Lemieux, you know, uh, fall forward head first. So that, that when, by the time he looked up to throw, a, try to throw a, a, you know, a straight right or a left hook, BJ Saunders was right around his back. You know, I mean, there's one thing about got to say about Lemieux, and I think that that this is what I've heard. Originally, the the I think the plan was going to be if Lemieux won, it was going to be Lemieux and 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 possibly Danny Jacobs. Okay. Uh-huh. Now that now things have changed, let's see what happens here. Lemieux is what you would call a, a one trick pony, but a very good one trick pony. Okay. You know, he's a, he's a he's a he's a John Molina Jr. You got the right oh, yeah. guy in front of you that's willing to go balls for balls. He's going to show you whose balls are bigger. Not saying that B.J. Saunders <laughs> didn't do it because in the sixth round, hey, I was like, oh, dude, Saunders, I mean, Saunders is going to get Lemieux out of here. There's going to be, and that would have been a, even a bigger, a, a bigger uh, a celebration for the UK uh, Saunders fans because he was going to, he almost got the guy out of her, out of there. You know, his legs look shot. It looked gone. But instead, he went yeah. back. He composed himself, and he he gave him a boxing clinic. Kudos to uh, B.J. Saunders, man, big time. Yeah, but but but, but you know what? I, I think most most boxing fans will appreciate uh, a Lemieux versus Daniel Jacobs. I mean, I I mean, I, I know I would. I, I'd be like, yeah, all right, I'm staying home for this fight. <laughs> you, I don't you, know even, you know what's boss? funny? I think Lemieux. You think of it this way: the way. The 80s with the welterweights looked, you know, with the middleweights, they mixed it, they mixed and matched. The way the 90s looked with De La Hoya, Corte, Obacar, Trinidad, Mosley, the way that, that that time looked is the way the middleweights are starting to look. You put Lemieux with Charlo, I think we're going to have a great fight. You put Danny Jacobs with Charlo, great fight. You know, Charlo with Lemieux, great fight. BJ Saunders with Charlo, great fight. I think you can mix and match here. Whether Whatever guy gets a loss, I still think that you still have great potential fights among all these guys. Uh, like I said, Demetri, uh, uh, Andre is still out there. There's a kid with a lot of talent there that hasn't really been you know, uh, um, shown the, the possibility because he hasn't been matched with a, a, a higher level uh, competitor. So great matches in the middleweight division. It's very exciting right now for the middleweight division. Yeah, yeah, but uh, realistically, I mean, uh, you, you you know, you mentioned the Charlo brother, and and I'll like to see him face some of these guys, but realistically, those guys from the other side of the fence, they don't typically cross over unless they're getting super paid, like like Daniel Jacobs did when when he fought Triple G. Uh, I, I, you know, as much as well, I like to see. Think, think about this though, because that's very true. You know, typically you don't like they don't the PBC guys. Uh, uh, haven't been playing in the sandbox with the other promoters, okay? But, you know, there's a lot of talks that the UFC is going to do a bailout for Al Heyman. Um, there's a lot of talk that, that the, you know, ESPN and, and now Fox Sports, they're looking for original content, content that they, can, they own, no longer borrowed. 
Okay, they, they don't want to borrow any content. They want to own that content. So if the UC steps in or anybody else or Al Heyman continues to go on with the PVC, eventually they're going to have to step, step out of their realm. And that's going to be a good thing. I don't see the Charlos doing it immediately right now because there's still some other middleweights in the PVC universe that they can put themselves up against. But eventually that's going to run out. And when that runs out, I tell you what, it's going to be, it's going, it's going to be a, an explosive middleweight uh, fight happening down the line. You, you know, check this out. Uh, as, as a fan, I, I watch boxing a lot. Uh, I don't consider myself a diehard. But but I'm not a casual because look I'm I'm calling you guys <laughs> right but you oh, know, you're a diehard you know, brother <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna hold my breath waiting for somebody from the PVC to cross the cross the street I I mean I mean I'm not gonna do it um, I I know they're good fights to be made but as a fight fan realistically dude if I hold my breath man I'd be purple <laughs> blue <laughs> but you don't need to because we got great you got Canelo you got Triple G you yeah, got BJ Saunders Lemieux Danny Jacobs yeah. those five guys I mean and Andrade uh, 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 Andre Demetrius uh, uh, Andre six guys those guys alone make great those fights guys, you yeah, yeah. mix and match yeah you know yeah, Charles those are going to be yeah, the window yeah. watchers you know they'll be the window watchers but we'll see We'll see what happens here, man. Anyways, brother, yeah. thank you for calling in. I'm going to put you back on thank hold, you very okay? Much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you very much. I'm going to be listening to your show, all right? All right, brother. Thank you. All right, later. Let's patch in on another fight fan here on Leaving Ring. Let's go area code 323. You're on live right now on Leaving Ring. What's on your mind? Hey, what's up? Hello? What's, is this Gabe? Hello? Oh, uh, Hello, can you hear me? Alonzo? Yeah. What's going on, brother? Alonzo, how you How's doing, brother? Good, good in yourself. Good, man. The time I listened to the the show last time was I think Steve Kim was on the line. I think he hung up on the guy that wanted a what's his name to vote, uh, Lomachenko to move up to forty seven. That was hilarious. But anyways, uh, yeah, the fight was uh, <laughs> fight was good. Uh, I I was leaning towards uh, BJ Saunders before the fight started. I, I seen I seen a mm-hmm. couple of his fights, two PM fights. So it kind of didn't surprise me, but at the same time. I was like, wow, Lemieux let might catch him. He might, he might catch him late. But like you, you brought up earlier about uh, when you saw him at the weigh-in and he looked, he looked like a little flabby, that's what I was kind of pay, paying attention to also. Um, and and I, I, I tweeted to, uh, to Steve today, and I think he retweeted uh-huh. it. Uh, when I saw uh, Lemieux at the, um, his, for the weigh-in, I, I saw him cutting weight. Uh, for the May fifth fight, he was on the undercard of uh, Canelo and Chavez, and he looked like really, really bad. Oh, right there at the little MGM gym, and then uh, I don't know. I, I think he, he, I don't know if he still has the same uh, strength and condition, uh, nutrition, nutrition is going on, but like I don't think he looks the same. I don't know. What, what do you think about that? I was, I was saying that to the last caller. I was like, was it me or did he look smaller? Like he actually looked like he was five eight. You know, I know it's recorded. He's like five eight, five nine, but his—I mean, he, his legs look smaller. If you go watch this, um, when he fought Stevenson, right? You right. know, they're both bulked up. They both show they have muscle mass. Mass. Correct. On this one, he looked like he just kind of—you know—it was like there, but it wasn't there. The definition wasn't there. I'm not like I said. Right. I don't want to take nothing away from B.J. Saunders because I think B.J. boxed beautifully. It was, oh, it no. was, you know, he 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 made a great display of what boxing's supposed to look like. You know, when you are at the top level where you're at and you're a champion, 
and you got a dangerous puncher, you don't make you don't make stupid mistakes. You make the other no, no, guy mis- make mistakes, right? But I go there, I go look there, and I go. One is like my 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 co-host Gabriel Montoya texts me. Um, he, you know, he's actually he's heading to, to go to a club because it's Saturday night. It's, that tells you how much of um, I'm a homer, dude. I'm home on a Saturday <laughs> night watching the <laughs> right. And right. he goes, dude, he's all, bro, uh, does that ring look super huge or what? And I'm like, it does. That, that ring obviously ha- benefits the boxer, not the slugger. Yeah. Slugger wants something more, you know, confined, you know, where he could find the guy that he wants to throw a punch and land on. But, you know, uh, I, I go again, I watch Lemieux and I'm like, well, first in the weigh-in, he looks super drained. I, yeah. I don't know if I've seen him more, that drained before. I mean, it almost looked like... You know, when Canelo and, and even Cotto were asking to fight Lemieux, and they were saying, oh, 154, what, you know, catch weight 156, and he was like, nah, ain't going to happen. Seeing right now what, how he looked, yesterday how he looked, yeah, dude, that would have not worked at all. At all. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, he, his stamina has always been in question, but mm-hmm. it, looked, it looked even worse after the fourth, fifth round, and especially that sixth round where he, was, he looked like a fish out of water. And B.J. Saunders has got an – I mean, this guy's a professional. He's looking at the guy, and he's like, okay, this is the perfect moment for me to sit on my punches and, and see what I can do with this guy, see if I can, you know, make a, make a, make a mess out of his face. And he did. Yeah, Absolutely he did. did. Yeah. I was like Rubio all over again, you know. It looks like uh, Lemieux's going to get knocked out, you know. Right. Yeah, I thought the Unbelievable. same thing. It was like a, like after the six, I was like, oh wow, uh, Lemieux's mouth is open, he's busted up, and I'm just like, damn. But B- BJ, uh, wow, he, he kind of wowed everybody. Uh, so oh, hopefully we yeah. get to see more of his uh, HBO in the U.S. fights because it's kind of hard to see him. You you got to be watching him like at two three p.m. streaming it when he's fighting in the U.K. You know, but uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. And then, like you guys brought it up earlier, I mean, the division is fact. Even with Charlo there, like, he probably won't be involved because he's a PVC guy. But, I mean, you got Bubu Andrade and then Canelo, Triple G. Uh, I mean, on and on, you know. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, B, BJ was ahead of him. Like you said, uh, he, he was moving around the ring real well, uh, fainting well. Then, and then he'll change his stance, too. He'll put his hands up, hands down. And then that missile jab was—he was like never missing. Yeah, I, I gotta say this, you know, Lemieux. I know for look, I, when you get defeated like this and you get outboxed, outscored, schooled, whatever you want to call it, especially in your hometown. Okay, you're 50, right. 15 minutes away from there. He said, "I, I live fifteen oh. minutes away from here." You go there, you have all your friends and family and and fans out there rooting for you. Okay, and you get right. outboxed. And you, I think, I think I only gave him a mercy round, which was, I think it was the 10th or 11th. I have to go back and watch. Okay. The rest of the rounds were BJ Saunders. Right now, yeah. where does Lemieux go? I say, I think he sits out for a little bit. I think he's got to re- re- regain his composure, regain his pride because his pride was actually kind of not beating out of him, but it was ghost yeah. out for a while. It's got to be ghost out for a while, you know? Oh yeah. It, so it has to. Danny Jacobs sitting back, or Andrade sitting back, right, watching ringside, they have to sit there and go, well, the two money makers, that well, the the, the cash cow is going to be fighting one of the guys that's mostly considered the dangerous man in the the middleweight division in the world. They're going to rematch again. So that kind of still leaves me as the out man. 
David Lemieux, right. I don't see him probably getting back in the ring until he, you know, uh, um, is able to come outside for a while. Because I think he's going to be sheltered in his home for a little bit. I don't think he's going to come out. I think he's in, he's going to be embarrassed. Yeah, that that, you know that was I mean? pretty bad today. Yeah, it, it was a, uh, it was just like another level. Like it was just two completely fighters in there. And, yep. and I mean, he got outboxed by Triple G. Yeah. Right. And here's the difference: Triple G outboxed him, but beat him down where they stopped it. He was getting a a, a, a really good one sided beatdown. Right. BJ Saunders outboxed him and made him look amateur. Which one's more damaging? Right? Uh, Yeah, probably this one. (laughs) I think this one, bro. I mean, I can take, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if you're a fighter, you could take, well, I went and I fought my ass off and this guy was just stronger, bigger than me, and, 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 you know, he's the best fighter in the world. You know? He's the the monster in the division. Nobody, nobody wants, wants to fight this guy. I stepped up. But B.J. Saunders was a guy that, like, you know, uh, Triple G was calling out. A couple people were calling out. You know, a lot of, not a lot of folks, you know, didn't respect Saunders' style and what he brought mm-hmm. to the table. So Lemieux was like, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, what did he say? I'm going to kill him? He said in an interview, I'm going to kill this guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm going to send him to Bolivia, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he goes out there, and he couldn't even land. I mean, he says, my hand is hurt the way Regal uh, Rigandale saying, my, I hurt my hand. <laughs> and everybody's like, well, how the fuck did you hurt your hand? If you didn't hit him, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know. The, you know, the weather over here right now in Northern California, I don't know how it is over there in the Southern California or anywhere else in the world, or in the world right now, but here in Northern California, the, the wind is going like, I think, like 40-something miles an hour. I mean, literally, it's going crazy over here, okay? That was probably a little yeah, exaggerating a little bit uh, more, but it's going crazy. Right, right? So was it really windy in Canada that he was punching against the wind and he hurt his fists, his knuckles? I don't know. But I, doubt it. I think that's out of too. But I think it had a lot to do with Saunders. I could have touched the guy, you know. So he was probably punching Saunders' shadow. That his shadow had a pretty good. Uh, he was pretty hard headed and hurt his hand. I can't think of anything right. else. No, me I mean? either. But at the same time, if he had not like probably like injured his hand, like he never controlled range. You know, he was never like really close to him at all. Like the most of the fight. Never, he landed some decent so, body shots. Let's give him that. He landed some. Oh, he yeah. might have hurt his hand. He oh, might have yeah. hurt his hand hitting the hip. What about that? Right. Let's give him that. Yeah, he might have yeah. hurt his hand oh, I'll give him hitting that. the hip. I'll give him that. You know yeah. what I mean? But but you know, like I said, fight fans are very very unconvincing. Uh, very un- we're very uncompassionate. I mean, it's, the proof is in the pudding. Look what happened to Rigandale. You know. Fight fans didn't give yeah. a shit about what he had to say or where he, what background he came from. They just dogged out the guy. And I think with Lemieux uh, saying that, that – that, I think they're going to be more forgiving with Lemieux, though. He's a slugger. He has exciting oh, yeah, fights. Like yeah, I said, yeah. and in the middleweight he's division, rough. yeah, he is the John Molina Jr., the gladiator of the middleweight division. Put him in with the right opponent. <laughs> you're guaranteed exciting. Yesterday. Right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. man. They're very similar. Anyway. You put the right guy <laughs> right in front you're going to get a good action fight, you know, but you put a guy that – Uses the ring like BJ, like wow, you know he's gonna make you look bad, and then but uh, I'm bad. surprised with Golden Boy with, with the yeah this ring was had to be like 20 square foot around, easy it wasn't like 17 uh, square feet. You can tell no. it did look real big. It know? did, man. It, it was pretty. It was massive, you know. But hey, BJ Saunders is the is the is the, is the champion. It's probably by his request, you know. He holds the title, and exactly. and you know. 
You know, Golden Boy, you know, they gamble with it. You got to give Golden Boy props, too. I know a lot of people shit on Golden Boy. They're like, oh, man, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, this was a, a risky fight. Uh, we knew that. Like I said, I knew that that Saunders brought to the table boxing skills. But did I think he could keep it up? I, I, was, I wasn't quite sure about it. Anyways, right, buddy, right. hey, thanks for calling in, man. I'm going to put Thank you back on hold. I really appreciate the call. Thank you, man. Let's pass in another fight fan here really quick. Um, I mean, I'll go again. I think right now with David Lemieux, we're both both guys go. I think the, uh, the position where B.J. Saunders is at at this moment, he could sit it out. He could wait till May. It's six months away. See what happens after there. But here's the thing. He's going to wait a whole year. So he's out for another year. So who does he – I mean, he just has to pick somebody else that's not in the top five, six at the moment. And I think that's what's going to piss fight fans off. You know, because they're like, it's like, it's like a stake into your career. You're killing your, the momentum. And fight fans don't like seeing that. We want to see the best fight the best. But can you blame them? Because of the way the models have been kind of set up in these last couple of years for fighters, excuse me, um, the way things have been shown is fighters are becoming businessmen. They're, they're not just stepping in the ring with boxing trunks. They're stepping in the ring with a business suit. The business mentality of, hey, I need to make all I can to move forward in, in, in this business. I got to get all I can get. And as us fight fast, because we don't get a piece of that. The only thing that we get a piece of is the memory of the fight. Just like now. This is a great memory of what happened just a few hours ago between BJ Saunders and David Lemieux for the WBO strap. So BJ Saunders to me is in a great position, but he's got to keep himself busy. Why? Because whoever he gets next between Canelo and uh, Triple G, which I think they're gonna they they would gratefully take on next because he is uh, yeah he can he's a great bo- and he's a good boxer, great boxer, but he doesn't have that punch that is too dangerous. So it's a good matchup for either one of those guys, the winner of that, to go after and have the you know all the straps they call himself undisputed. Right, they could be really the undisputed. They don't have anybody in the background going, "Well, woohoo, hello, I got a strap." It's called the WBO, right? David Lemieux, there's some uh, psychology there. He's gonna have to jump over. Let's be honest. A, a fighter's pride, once it's penetrated, has to be rebuilt because that's normally what they go in. They go in with this confidence. There's a certain swag about a fighter, believing in themselves. If you could break that. Well, sometimes they don't come back the same again. I don't think that would happen with David Lemieux because he can't, he's, he's come off losses. You know, he lost to, you know, uh, 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 Rubio, like I said. Came off, of a, you know, came off of being knocked out, gassed out really early in his career. It was like 20-something, 20-something in, in his uh, fights in his career, you know. And then goes in with Triple G and, and took a, a good one-sided beating. He was being outboxed, but being, uh, uh, you know, Triple G is a, is, a, is a much harder puncher than B.J. Saunders. Now he gets in with B.J. Saunders in front of all his family and friends, like I said. 15 minutes, 15 minutes away from his home and uh, gets a boxing lessons, lesson to school. So I think that's a bigger hump. I think he's going to sit out for a while. He's got to kind of re-examine, hey, where did I go wrong? He's got to switch it up. Which is very difficult for a puncher to do because a puncher relies on his punch. A puncher knows they can get himself out of a certain situation. So the other guys, uh, Danny Jacob, 
uh, Demetrius uh, uh, Andre, or you know, that's what he likes to call him, Andre. You know, I know in the beginning it was Andrade, but Andre. Um, you also have, you know, lingering out there in the PBC universe is Charlo, which I think we're all are growing to love because the guy has some serious power, but he needs to step it up as well. Let me patch into my buddy here, Noel. Noel, you, uh, you, all, you are you there, brother? I'm right here, man. How you doing, man? So we both we both were wrong. We both got to eat crow. <laughs> Absolutely, I hear you, man. <laughs> I don't know about you, dude, but I'm gonna put some. You know, I got some homemade salsa. I'm gonna put a little bit on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you, you got to put some of that, or if you don't even have that. You got to put some tapatio on it. Whatever you have, it tapatio, doesn't matter. You name beef, it, whatever. Dude, you know. <laughs> Put some, uh, 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 have some beans, some crushed beans on the side, you know, modelo, whatever makes it taste a little bit better. But I got to tell you what, I'm not, I'm not too upset. I, I will, right? I'm not too upset about eating crow, about BJ Saunders beating the guy. You know what? He rubbed me wrong when he got in with, uh, what was the kid's name? Monroe, right? When his son okay. did the sucker yeah. punch on, on, on Willie, on little Willie. And, and I think honestly, <laughs> did you see? Did, did you see when they when the camera kind of spun around and went into the little boy and he's like, "My daddy's winning." It was just like I think I ate the crow right there from the kid. Like a little kid was able to tell us, like, "Hey, for you guys that picked uh, Lemieux, this is what you get." Like he got he got yeah, another man. sucker punch on everybody's Willie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we 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 both we we both picked him by knockout. Gabriel did too, and um, yep. I don't know. I I mean, he he completely made him look like an amateur, like 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 if this was his second or third fight in the pros or something. You know, they, this guy. I mean, he, he went around the ring. He boxed the shit out of him, and um, and Lemieux didn't know how to cut off the ring. He, he, you know, he was punching air. He was pu- punching his shadow, like you just, like you said earlier. And, and I mean, if you have all that power, but you're not landing, you're you're not. If you're not strategically sound, then you're no good against a fighter like that. Willie the Inchworm Monroe is with Richard Matthews uh, at Rich zero uh, zero six seven one said right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one, man. I have to retweet that really quick. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, you know, he goes out there. He does. I mean, look, if you're gonna be a trash talker, if you're gonna be a Camacho, uh, if you're gonna be a Floyd, are you gonna be any of these guys you know, there? A uh, uh, James Tony. You gotta back yeah. your shit up. Okay, that's the one thing that, that fight fans love. You know, hey, look, 100%. talk all this. Yeah, talk all the crap you want. Do whatever you want, you know, because that's what sell fights sometimes as well. But, you know, look, look at uh, 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 Mayorga. was phenomenal talking crap, but a lot of times he fell short. Didn't He couldn't oh, back yeah. it up. Are you kidding me? He did it with Vernon Saying Forrest. He was sleeping, he was sleeping with, with, with Oscar's wife and this and that, and then he ends up getting yeah. his ass beat. Like, come on, bro. Exactly. But he couldn't. he couldn't live up to it. B.J. Saunders, absolutely. Um, you know, went out there. I mean, he was talking to, but he did. Hey, listen, David Lemieux was doing the same thing though, too. You know what I mean? I'm gonna kill guy. I'm gonna beat him and beat him down. But 
I was honestly, I was, I was eating up what Lemieux was saying. I'm like, yeah, this, he's going to do it. He's going to kill him. You know, I mean, this guy has got a same here, but but I did not know that B.J. Saunders was going to be boxing like that. And then it, the 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 stuff that I B.J. Knew Saunders does like at that. the end of the I, fight. Well, but I, I didn't see, see, but yeah, I but, knew he could I box know, like just, that. Didn't you think? I, I didn't uh, think he could box I, I, that I just long didn't know like that. He was, <laughs> that long, exactly. I was like, like, how is how is he going this long? What the hell, man? You know, and, and like, like for for David Lemieux not even be able to get him in a corner or anything, and start like you know whopping on him, nothing. All I could hear, all I could hear it's crazy. honestly, in the in the back of my ears while I was watching B.J. Saunders outbox David Lemieux was these stupid Yanks. I told you that B.J. Saunders was going to go out there and outbox him, but you didn't want to listen. Didn't want to listen. I didn't want to listen. I had a few people that were hitting me up. I mean, not a few, but there was a lot on the Leaving Ring Gmail and uh, asking me, hey, what was your pick? Blah, blah, You didn't do the show. What happened? Blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. I think you were scared to come on and be committed to your David Lemieux pick. <laughs> why were you scared, like, David? Why were you scared, David? Hey, obviously, this is why. This is why I was scared. <laughs> come on and do my pick, right? Because, because I was going to be made I'll make out my pick anonymous. Like Don't even trip. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, he goes out there, he does his thing, and like I said, he's in a great position right now to sit back and wait. Uh, the pressure is going to be whether or not he, what is he going to do next? Uh, you know, Danny Jacobs could obviously call him out, but the money he's not going to really be able to be there. He's looking for that triple G. Well, actually, he's looking for that Canelo money. But he knows, secondly, the Triple G money as well. I mean, Triple G, like uh, our very first caller from the U.K. Um, said, hey, that would be a Super Bowl over there. You know, that, that's going to be huge. And I, I, I think so, too. I think it's going to be massive, man, especially with the way B.J. Saunders, you know, uh, uh, made David Lemuel look. Because in a lot of ways, yeah, but, they're going to make but, but Triple G and uh, Triple, Triple G and Canelo are not David Lemuel. Those guys are on a totally different level than that guy. Totally they can cut off the level. ring. They can cut off the ring. They can make boxers uh, yep. come into their web. You know what I mean? But, but Canelo has shown that if you're able to outbox them the way like Laura, Floyd, even like Austin Trout, he, gives, he, 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 he has problems. He had problems setting okay, the house because he's not known to be an aggressor. He's a, old, he's a natural counterpuncher. But how old was Canelo when he fought Floyd? And how, how much has he come along since then? And what did he learn from that? No, I if agree with you. I agree with you. But, but, still, but it still goes back to he's a natural counterpuncher. He needs a guy that look, – look, he, the success that he had with Triple G is because he didn't stock Triple G. He was able to sit back – and allow Triple G to be Golovkin. It wasn't the other way around. Yeah, yeah. With BJ Saunders, let me ask you. He was testing his strength. He was testing him, cutting off the ring. He was trying to test him the whole time. He wanted to see what, what you know, how his power, test his power, let him come to him and counter him, just like you But that's saying. his yeah, fight, though. He's always, he's always fought like that. You know, he's always like, let the guy come to me. He fights better like that. What I've seen from Canelo 
He's not a good pressure fighter. To me, BJ Saunders and him is a good fight. Triple G is a different animal. Like I said, two different a- Lemieux G, two different animals, two different ways to tame. G can cut the ring off. He's known to cut the ring off. He's 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 really good at cutting that ring off. He's really good at making that ring a lot smaller than what it is. If it's 24, he's going to make it 16. That's an interesting fight. And, going and, back and with, that's with, something that they'll negotiate for sure. They would definitely negotiate. But going with Canelo, it's definitely an interesting fight because you have a natural counterpuncher that that that's going to have to go again, become the aggressor the way he did with uh, James Kirtland, the way he did against Amir Khan. Canelo, the, the way you're, you're planning to, especially, you know, if you're uh... – if you're a pressure fighter or a boxer, it doesn't matter. You, you want to throw that jab and you want to throw those hooks and all that. If you, if you saw uh, Canelo Triple G, Canelo just comes back with his uh, his arm up and he looks he looks he was looking at the the punches going by. What's a more exciting makes, fight? He, Let me ask you this. He, what's a more what's exciting that? fight if it was signed? Is it, do you think a more exciting fight is BJ Saunders versus Triple G? Or BJ Saunders versus Canelo Alvarez. Uh, Which one would you sign up for? Billy Joe Saunders versus Daniel Jacobs. I don't. I don't think that would happen though. I, I, I'm saying between Canelo and Triple G, would Bill, Triple uh, with G. Billy Triple G, right? Yeah, I think that's the that more yeah. exciting yeah, out yeah. of all of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, like even if Triple G won against Canelo in the the upcoming fight. Um, that's gonna happen this year, and that's a for sure. No one needs to put a doubt in their head. That, that's that's already that's already I like still say, in close I still negotiation. Say Canelo, right, and I still say Canelo and 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 Lemieux is a great fight. That 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 would be an exciting fight, and, and I think you it's know, an exciting uh, Lemieux fight. Lemieux just needs to go back to the drawing board and get get his legs right. You know, he needs to learn. Maybe he needs a new trainer. I don't fucking know, but he needs to learn how to cut off the ring and uh, you know move that that torso and and start dodging shit because that that guy looked like a fucking amateur in this fight tonight. Yeah, he did. You know, I think you're right. I think Indios need to go, maybe move forward, maybe get away from Canada, uh, come to the states or he go somewhere. Then go to the UK. Roach or Robert or something. Hmm, Freddie Roach, Joel Diaz. Joel Diaz, absolutely. Joel Diaz. You know, even um 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 God, Manuel um the guy that trains uh can't even think of his name right now. The trainer right now that, that's Robles. working with Robles. Even even Manny yes. Robles. You know, yeah, those dude. three guys. He needs to, he, he 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 needs to get with I mean, I don't wanna be like, you know, be that guy, but he needs to get to the American, Mexican, American, or whatever. Just the U.S. Southern California trainers because they know what the fuck they're doing. To tell you the truth. Well, they they're more or less like guys. Hey, look, they 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 pressure fighters but work better with pressure pressure uh, pressure minded trainers. Right. Exactly. Like a like a like a mother. You know, he 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 helped them with his dodging. You know, like just his footwork. You know, I didn't have him out. I didn't have him out against Ali, but yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I'm saying it didn't have him out with Ali against Ali, but hey, but hey, hey, I know what you're saying. But yeah, he's on his way out, dog. Yeah. He's he was thinking about his family. You know, we, we already know that one. 
right, right. You know, and and I and then, <laughs> like I said, you know, uh, uh, Danny Jacobs versus uh, Dimitri Andrade or Charlo. That to me is a great, exciting fight. I, I just, you know, I, I got to go back again. They, uh, uh, um, not David, but uh, Canelo, Golovkin, and Saunders right now are the three players that can play with each other at the moment in the playground. The three yeah, other but, guys but on the Eddie outs. Hearn want? Why, why, I mean, why, why, why did Danny Jacobs go to Eddie Hearn? He's, he's like, okay, take care of business over here with uh, Luis Arias. And then, uh, and then we'll, and we'll see what happens after he, he that. Took, he took care of business. Oh, you know, I think that. Absolutely. So, 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 why should, right. so why should he go with some other guys around the same or le- lesser uh, – Marketing value. He, I mean, you know, because he's not. He's not. Uh, Eddie, he's, he's not Eddie, Eddie Hearn is a marketing genius. You know well, what I mean? He knows he's, 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 he's a mark. Yeah, wait. I don't know about a marketing genius, but here, look at you. Have Danny Jacobs that's Anthony been in the Joshua, fight game, bro. I know that, but he had Anthony Joshua from the beginning. He didn't have Danny Jacobs, who's already in the middle of his career. He's in, you know the second half of his career. His first half, he was exactly. golden boy. So, so, so. He gets knocked out. With, with, you know, he gets now. Uh, uh, um, he gets knocked out. He goes. He defeats cancer. Comes back. Now his second half. No, actually, this is his third half. His third part of his career. He was with Al Heyman. Now, now he's still with Al Heyman. He's being advised by Al Heyman, but he's with Eddie Hearns. He's he's still a guy that doesn't have the muscle to say this is why I'm going to fight next. He has to accept what comes his way. And that's what I'm saying. The other guys that that's are what not, a promoter you know, not and that's what they're supposed to. Have. Well, I'm saying like, and the other guys like Charlos, uh, PBC, they're they're almost in that same. They're not in that same position because they can still fight PBC guys. Demetrius Andre is, yeah, is in the same position as is is uh, uh, um, Danny Danny Jacobs, I think. What was that? I'm sorry. Okay. I said they're still young in their career. They're still young guys. Daniel Jacobs, like you said, is in the, like the second third part of his career like he needs to get what he can get right now where right now like he's he's a talented individual he's not the youngest cat on the block and right um, but that's what i'm saying i don't think he's gonna be getting uh, or or triple g or saunders anytime soon so he's gonna have to accept like a i think he's gonna have to fight out probably yeah yeah i mean he's gonna have to really i I think the, the 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 perception that he's going to have to to, to kind of accept as reality is he's going to have to say, uh, hey, Demetrius Andre, you're a part of HBO. I'm part of HBO. Let's make it happen while we wait because uh, Dave Lemieux is going to be out for a while. Like I said, I don't think – I think Dave Lemieux is going to take some time. He's going to have to rebuild himself. Um, I'll say it again. To me, Dave Lemieux is the John Molina of the division, John Molina Jr., He's a guy he, that he needs that, a new trainer. I mean, I mean, absolutely. He, he has the power. But even needs, with but a new trainer, even absolutely. with a new trainer, I just don't see him honestly beating the top level guys because he doesn't. No, he doesn't no, have the footwork. I don't think so either. I don't think so yeah. either. But I mean, I mean, with the new trainer, I mean, like, like, I don't know. Cotto was always a a talented individual, and then with when he went with Freddie Roach towards the end of his career, uh, it just uh, it heightened his. Abilities even more. But, well, the you know, abilities because to be honest, Freddie Roach has always been a good matchmaker. Freddie Roach is, you know, has Absolutely. always been like, hey, let me let me put you in with this guy that would kind of you know glorify you in a certain way, and it's going to complement your style, etc., etc., etc. Look, there's many ways to skin a cat in boxing, 
And and Lemieux's got to go back to the drawing board. And like I said, he may not win a lot of these fights that we're mentioning with these other talented middleweights at the moment because they're big, they're tall, they're strong, and they all seem to be boxer punchers, okay, except for Canelo. Canelo is a guy that it carries – he carries 147 power, but he's a good boxer. He's a good counterpuncher. He's got, he's got ring intelligence. You can't take that away from the guy. That's what makes him stand out. He stands out in the middleweight division because he does have a good boxing IQ. If he didn't, he would have got knocked out with Triple G. You know? Absolutely. Even though Triple G did land some solid shots, so it, it does benefit Canelo that he has a good, good jaw. You know, but, but you got to contribute all the other stuff that comes along with his arsenal of tools that he brings in the ring. And one of them is ring intelligence, which is a big plus, as you know, in the sport of boxing. You know, and, and Lemieux, ring, ring as you IQ saw it, huge. Yeah, and with Lemieux, like you saw, um, he doesn't make adjustments, doesn't cut off the ring. He, I mean, man, if you can out-jab him while he's jabbing, bro, there's a major problem there. And I saw you know BJ Saunders do that. <laughs> What's that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, look, I don't know if anybody else uh, saw this also, but I don't know. Lemieux, when they, they, they shot him inside of his locker room, he looked a little bit flabby. I don't know. He looked a little bit flabby to me. It looked like water weight. As soon as it, yeah, I don't know, but he looked, I don't know. It looked like he water weight. I mean, from the way me. he looked on the weight, the way he looked on weighing to then, I, I tell you, man, it didn't look muscle. It looked like water. It just, it, he looked really drained at that weight, weight, you know, at the weigh-in. So I just BJ, can't see him. Like they were saying, BJ Saunders is a more natural 160 than this guy. You know, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a bigger, he's a bigger man, and he. I don't know. He, he made, like we were saying. I mean, it's just like we all ate crow. Fuck it. And um, he was he outboxed the guy. But what really gets on my nerves, like I said this shit with um, with Terrence Crawford also. Like, no, no, not not Ter- yeah, Terrence Crawford. I'll get to that later. But but uh, like let, uh, Conor McGregor against uh, Nate Diaz in the their last UFC fight. You know, he starts running away. He starts running away from the guy at the edges of the of the octagon. That's what BJ Saunders was doing at this fight. You know, because now at that point he, he knew he was getting gassed and he's not trying to risk anything, and that's fine. But I don't know. That just really just gets on my nerves, man. I, 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 no, I didn't see I, that. I Honestly, didn't see that. that. I, I, I didn't see that. I saw a guy that he, just fought his his game plan. Yeah, maybe I got to watch it, but I saw a guy that stuck to his game plan, that tested the waters. Of of how damaged uh, or how tired Lemieux was, which he did. I think he did, he did it on the sixth. I believe he did it on the eighth or ninth. Um, the ele- it was the tenth or eleventh. We saw that that Lemieux still has some dog in him, and he stayed away from it. He understood. Hey, listen, I box. I I mean, I'm I'm way ahead on the points and with the judges. You know, the only way they can take them to rob it for me. But so why risk it? I'd rather risk being robbed exactly. where I can get exactly. the fans to favor me. You know what I mean? And then do something stupid. And that's what I'm saying. He fought. He fought a very smart smart fight. He took the the, the risk I, I, that I mean, they were I, I at the momentum it. of his timing. It. He took the risk that were that were timed for him. You can't take that away from a a very smart fighter. He's a smart guy. No. You know what I mean? I can't be mad at that. 
but just just, just the, the the end round where you're actually like running away from a guy, you know, instead of doing what he was doing, you know what I mean? He was actually no, the, I agree. But you know what? There's a the difference. Walking BJ around, BJ Saunders fought him. Whereas if you go, if you if you were talking about De La Hoya versus Trinidad, where he throw those last four rounds away, I would agree with you. The way the way Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman, when Keith Thurman decided to say after the sixth seventh round, he's like, oh, I'm done. Keith Thurman too. Decided, that, 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 that's yeah. the one. That, that, that one. I didn't too. see that BJ Saunders do any of that. That's what, that's what BJ. Oh, you gonna have to watch the last minute. Do any of that though. So I got to disagree. I didn't see BJ Saunders do any round. of that. You know? Okay, give him okay, round, one you round. See You're going to punish him for one round? Come on. One round? I'm not going to punish him. <laughs> I, 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 just don't like, I, I just don't like guys doing that. I mean, it's just, to me, that's just like, oh, my gosh. I, I even said, uh, I, I even tweeted. I said, uh, Billy Joe, I, I, I put Billy, like, like Billy Joe Saunders, uh, you know, you know, son this guy. Son Lemieux. And uh, coming back, looking at through my timeline, apparently I I, I typed Billy Ho Saunders. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. You know, that that's an Apple correction uh, autocorrect uh, mess up. That was not me. I promise you that. I gave him all my respect <laughs> earlier. Absolutely, I, I swear, bro. I swear, man. All right, brother. I'm gonna put you back on hold. Okay. Appreciate the call, man. All right, man. Uh, that's my boy Noel here and stuff. Uh, really quick, I'm going to read some tweets off uh, here on Leaving the Ring. Uh, Richard Mathers says, uh, Canelo shows weak stamina in later rounds. Canelo will have big problems against Saunders. You know, I mean, you, you're right. He showed the, that, the, you know, even with the biggest fight of his career, which I believe was muscle mass that really slowed him down because, as we know, it is your body carries more muscle you obviously you're not going to be as mobile and you're carrying more on you. So when you got a guy that's coming forward and pressuring you, it's obviously going to make you tense up a little quicker. So it's going to gas you out a little more. But with BJ Saunders, like I said, the styles make fights. You know, um, Canelo hasn't always looked the greatest being the pressure guy. Okay. He's not a good pressure person. A perfect example is Juan Marquez. You know, when he had to chase down Floyd, he had to get out of his comfort zone. Canelo is more comfortable being the counterpuncher. So it's an interesting fight to see whether or not he would have been able to cut off the ring because it was, we saw when he fought little guys, they had to chase down like Amir Khan. It took him a minute. It took him a minute. You know, and, and, and I would have to say, you know, and I think everybody would agree on this, B.J. Saunders is no Amir Khan. He could take a punch, and he'll be able to take Canelo's punch. So very interesting fight, and I think so as well. Saunders will have a lot of problems against him. Um, from Pablo Flores from Plea Flores uh, 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 underscore 29 says I have to believe Canelo would do better than Lemieux did tonight Danny Jacobs would do good as well absolutely I think so too and that's why I said I don't think BJ Saunders would put his big money payday in jeopardy by facing a tall middle strong middleweight a boxer puncher like Danny Jacobs I don't, I don't think he would do that I think that he's going to understand, hey, look, I'd rather sit out, find somebody else at the moment that's not in the top 10 or the top five. I'll find somebody, else, which he can. The WBO will find somebody for him uh, for, you know, make it a, a, a mandatory defense, okay? And he'll weigh it out to see what happens after uh, Triple G and Canelo. If the rematch is made and agreed on, it may be 
it may be a, a, a early birthday present if they don't sign on and agree on, on the money in the venue. What I'm hearing that the venue is the last thing that is going on the dotted line. So <clears throat> if they don't agree on a venue, the po- strong possibility, B.J. Saunders, uh, squeeze, he squeezes in. You know, so, so absolutely that there, you know. Um, and, and, and I, I, you know, to say that David Lemieux for Canelo would do better than David Lemieux, you, of course, I think so too. David Lemieux and Canelo are completely different styles, different fighters and stuff, you know. Uh, Canelo's a more, he's, he's a natural counterpuncher, where Lemieux is an aggressive, an aggressive fighter. Just going down the line over here really quick. Anyways, guys, hey. Again, um, I wanted to do the show because I didn't, I didn't, you know, do anything this week and stuff. Unfortunately, with work and life, it sometimes catches up, so I have to, you know, tend to that first. But I, I'm trying my, my my best to always come on a little bit more. We do have a new show coming up in January. Um, an ex uh, executive marketing HBO employee will be doing a podcast show here on the Leaving Network, joining the family here, and it's going to be about strictly about the business of boxing. The, the betting odds, the, the statistics, the statistic uh, network numbers, uh, that kind of realm of re- education that he's going to kind of gear towards to. Okay. okay. And then, you know, we, we are other, you know, get the next round and I, I'm going to come back and try to do a regular, uh, leaving ring. And I do like this post thought show that we did here. We've got a lot of calls here and stuff. And so I'm going to try to continue that here, man. So I appreciate everybody that called in and, um, you know, talk boxing here and either celebrate it, their, their pick, or ate their crow here on Leave the Ring. Again, I got to eat my crow. Hats off to uh, BJ Saunders. Did his thing and made it a great night of boxing. Um, so this later on this week, we'll be back again, and we'll talk about the undercards, and we'll just kind of recap what we talked about tonight here on Leave the Ring. Everybody have a great night. Enjoy your night. Don't drink and drive because you will spill your beer. I'm your host, Dave Duenas. As always, a pleasure to be on the radio show here with you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas Caballero.